I went to the P.O. box. Anything good? Bills. Did you get the cat food? Oh, ramen? Everybody loves ramen. Speaking of ramen, where's the girl? Sleeping. Again? Doesn't she have homework? It's Friday. Oh, yes. It's date, date night. night. You know how we like to do things a little bit different? I have no idea what you're talking about. You know how we we choose to do things that are perceived as normal, but then we throw a little bit of an edge on it? I have no idea what you're talking about. Do you remember our honeymoon? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's an example of doing things that are just a little bit different. A little different. Well, yeah. for the time. This was in the early 90s when the country of Czechoslovakia mm-hmm. was about to split. I'm not sure we knew that yet, though. Well, politically speaking, they, they were on shaky ground. But there was also hope because the Iron Curtain had fallen a couple of years before. So date nighters, when you think about a honeymoon, you go to a travel agency, listen, back in the 90s when you would go to a travel agency as opposed to typing into Travelocity something, you're not going to see posters for a former or a current Iron Curtain country as being a destination point for your honeymoon. No, not at that time. Not at that time. No. But we chose to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well... We went to Prague. Yes. Prague, at the time, Czechoslovakia, now in the Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. But that hadn't happened yet. Right. And so we decided to go there because a friend of ours had gone to Prague and told us it was a really great city. And since we were going to be in the area, because your family was in Germany and we were going to spend some time with them... We decided to spend... Five, five, uh, six days, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had our wedding, mm-hmm. and then we stayed overnight at a hotel in Boston, mm-hmm. and then we got on a plane and we went to Frankfurt, Germany. We stayed in Wiesbaden for just a couple days before mm-hmm. heading out. That's right. Got on a train, started to head toward Prague. That's right. It was an overnight train. Mm-hmm. There was this woman sitting in the car with us, right? She. That's right. And she was from Prague. Mm-hmm. A teacher. She was a teacher. Oh, I didn't remember Yeah, that. she was telling us about income levels in oh. Prague. You see, they were conversing in German. I'd studied German really intensively for about three or four months before leaving for the trip because I knew I wanted to be able to communicate with Teo's family. And then this woman who was with us in our car on the train, our, you know, the little rooms, like they show in the movies. It yeah, was the, right. the little rooms. European yeah. trains. She spoke Czech and German. So communicating with her, we had to communicate in German, which meant that Taya could communicate with her much better than I could. Mm-hmm. Went to sleep in the very dusty mattress-layered bed. See, I don't remember that. I was it at the was... top bunk. Really? And it pulled okay. down. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, all of that was blanked out by what happened at six in the morning. Exactly. So six in the morning. Six in the morning. We're woken up because? We got to the Czechoslovakian border. Uh-huh. Now, a land-based border crossing. The only one I was really familiar with was U.S. and Canada. 
you know, in U.S. and Canada, you kind of flash them your passport back and forth. They're like, oh, yeah. Or driver's license at the time. At the time, it was just, you're right, it was just your driver's license. It was just like, oh, there you are, there you are, people coming and going in both directions. Not in a former Iron Curtain country, three years out from the Iron Curtain falling. These guys came on board the train uh-huh. with machine guns. Machine guns. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And and they were looking like all of them I think looked like they needed a toilet. <laughs> they were that upset looking. Yeah. It's like it's like they did that on purpose or something to make them like look mean. Yeah, they probably look in the mirror every morning and they go, "Okay, Practice your, I need to get to the toilet, look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the machine guns really helped that effect, mm. you know, to really mm-hmm. make that, yeah. you know, yeah. It helps everyone else go to the bathroom. You, yes, yes, exactly. So they come to our car, right? Uh-huh. And they check the check woman's uh, oh, passport. Oh, and it's that's all good. so funny. I know. Oh my God, I'm laughing. Yeah, me too. Anyway, it's all good, right? They look at my passport, my American passport. It's all good. They hand it back to me. They get to Taya's passport. Ah, yes. Yeah. And and they Taya hands them his passport and they look at it and they start discussing things in Czech. And we they, don't speak Czech. So they walk out of the room with his passport. Mm. At which point we realize there's some kind of a problem. Uh-huh. Uh, and then after a few minutes, they come back, machine uh-huh. guns and all, uh-huh. yep. and say... Don't need to go to the bathroom. Yep. And say, will you please show us your other passport? Ah, oh, yes, that's right. But I don't think they... Did they say it in English? See, what happened was we couldn't communicate with them. I think they spoke to the woman. And Right. No, so then they spoke to the woman, mm-hmm. and the woman spoke to us in German. In, in so German. So they spoke and to I her in Czech. That, right. She spoke to us in German. I am still eternally grateful to this woman. Mm-hmm. Who I don't even know her name. Where is your other, other passport? passport? Now, let me explain. Yeah, you need to explain yeah. here because... See, back, yeah. in, back in the late 80s, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was pretty common for someone to... You mean you. ...take their own photograph you. for a passport... Mm-hmm. And as a photographer, mm-hmm. that was a simple thing. Take it into the dark room, mm-hmm. print it the right size, mm-hmm. cut it, and then put into, you know, give okay. it, you know, give it to the officials. Okay, may I say though that yes. the average person did not take their own picture and develop it in a dark room. Right, but see, I also developed it on what at the time was Ilford paper. Nice high quality. Yeah, high quality yeah. paper, but yeah. It was thicker uh-huh. than the paper that's normally used for photographs that go in a passport. So when they added the my picture that I printed mm-hmm. to the passport back then, right now everyone if they pull out their passport, it's all everything's all laminated right. in. It's sort of printed on and laminated in. At the time, they just right, pasted it on. There. They pasted the picture, but then what did they do? They stamped it. Right. So there was a stamp that went across the picture and the page so that you could see that it was the correct picture. And for yours? There was no stamp. And why was there no stamp? 
I don't know. I think yes, it was no. because it was so thick. Right. The paper was so thick. The paper so was thick. so thick, right. the stamp didn't actually affect the paper. Right. And how many the countries? The photographic paper. How many countries and I had you been through many in countries. and out of with that passport? That's right. And nobody noticed until the guy with the machine gun. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, right. Well, so did he. So you were at least, you know, connecting Some on a certain there. level. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And so we're like... I don't know what you mean, other passport. Mm-hmm. And and there was some confusion, mm. during which time I was envisioning being uh-huh. in a Czechoslovakian in prison, prison. Eating so, fat cubes. So finally, not knowing what else to do, you pulled out your driver's license and was like, will this do? And they look at your driver's license and they look at your picture. They walked out again, if I recall. That's right. Was that yeah? They walked out again. Mm -hmm. So they must have been consulting with. They were probably making copies of it so they could use it for something. Maybe, maybe, but nonetheless, they handed it back to you and said we were fine. At which point, we all headed to the bathroom. So that was our introduction to And the train ha- wasn't going to move until they figured this out. Oh, absolutely. So which we is, were we were just right. there. Which is why I thought I seriously hundreds of people waiting. We were because I put my own picture in my passport. Let this be a lesson to you. Don't people. try to put your own picture in your passport. Go to the post office and go to the bathroom. And yes, go to the post office. Let them take the picture, and it'll be on this. Cheap, thin paper, which is exactly what the U.S. Passport Office wants. And everything will be fine. You will never be stopped by a Czech border guard with a machine gun. (sighs) But that was the uh, preamble. Welcome to Czechoslovakia. Yes. So we arrive in Czechoslovakia with no plans. Right. See, this is the thing that young people... When we were young, mm-hmm. younger, mm-hmm. it was not really a a question. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of was, maybe for a lot of people. Yeah. But we got there with no plans, really, because this is what we learned. And learned also from your friend, but also mm-hmm. from my friend mm-hmm. when I was working at the TV station. And that is, when you get to the main train station, mm-hmm. one of them, mm-hmm. look for someone who's renting out an apartment. Mm-hmm. Ask them how much, tell them how much you're willing to pay. I was nervous. And you will get an apartment. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, we arrive, I forget the name of the train station, mm-hmm. one of the bigger train stations. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're looking around, looking around, and we're pretty obvious that we're tourists. Mm-hmm. And there's this tall guy, mm-hmm. tall, skinny guy. Mm-hmm. He walks over to us. He says something in Czech. And, and we're like... And he used uh, a few words in German. Auf Deutsch? Yeah. And then basically we got to apartment and then money and uh-huh. this is kronen no no we we paid oh, that's right, we paid in deutschmark that's right euro too. that's right that's true that's true and uh of course we have no idea who this guy is nope no idea and doesn't this sound like a fabulous idea people yeah. and I mean, this was pre what's that uh um what's the thing called where you rent rent apartments oh right oh oh apartment yeah. And then money, and uh-huh. this is Kronen. No, no, we we paid oh, Deutschmark. We paid in Deutschmark. That's right. So there was no Airbnb. Yeah, and, and this was pre Airbnb. Yes, yes, right. So there's none of that. Right. And yeah, that was. So we get on a subway, and by the way, the subway in 
the Czech or Prague at the time. At the time, yeah. Is about twenty years ahead of what Boston is today. Right, I know. At that time, I know it was so good. It was really good. It was always on time. I will add one thing here, which mm. is that remember our friend and your friend told us to ask about the hot water. Oh, right. And and he was very proud to tell us that he had hot water. He had hot water. Yes. Mm. Of course, for us, you know, uh, that was that wouldn't have been a big deal. Yes, for you. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Because <laughs> so, I'm the one who camps. Right. You don't camp. No. So we got on the train mm-hmm. with this stranger. Weren't communicating. <laughs> no idea. No idea. We weren't communicating at all. No. We had no idea. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what the address was. No. We had no clue where we were going. It was nope. something like eight stops. Right. It could right. have been anywhere. He no. could have been doing anything. Yep. Yep. But this was pre nine eleven too, right? That's true. So I do, I do honestly feel that there was like a different kind of interpersonal trust. Well, also, uh, it's an opportunity for people who to make money. Exactly. And I don't even know if it was legal in Prague at the time. Oh, I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't think so, it was. so, I mean, he could have been police. You know, right, he would have checked know. my passport yeah. again. Exactly. We would have ended up in the same prison cell. <laughs> the same guy. Just, right, exactly. <laughs> Eating Wait, fat don't cubes. you look familiar? <laughs> Show me your other passport. Your other, other passport. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So, we, we got off this train station. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're walking... Through you know mm-hmm. these narrow streets, and we get to this apartment building, oh, yeah. which was you know brown, it, gray, well, yeah, grayish gray, brown. Yeah, yeah, communist block, mm-hmm. like a real rectangular communist block apartment, like we'd seen in the news. Right, elevators don't work. Yeah, walked up three flights, three flight, two or three flights. I don't remember. Yeah, the third floor. Um, and we walked to the right, and then the second to last door on the left was his apartment. Of course, we're thinking at this point, anything could happen Anything now. is behind this door. Right. What is behind door number one? It is a passport agency. Hey! No. So we get inside, and it's about as, you know... Um, probably 10 by 10. To the right was the... Bathroom with the shower. Mm-hmm. And of course, he showed us several oh, times the hot water. he was so happy to t- show us he had hot water. Yes. On the left side was? One of those little hot plate Yeah, things. a hot plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was his stove. And then to the right was a little table and then the bed. But it was, you know, it was all cleaned out. I mean, clearly they probably did this regularly, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. And 75 Deutschmark. Okay. That was a lot of money. A lot of money for, right. uh, But not a lot for us. And that made me sad. And, right. But he, then he asked us for our passports. (laughs) What is it with passports in this country? (laughs) So I looked at him and I said, no. No, that is not happening. (laughs) not taking my passport. We'll show them to you so that you can see our names. Right. But that's about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not giving you my passport. No, thank you. What do you want to do with it? Yeah, exactly. You know, change the picture. Change the picture. Only I'll bet they would have been good enough to put a stamp on it. <laughs> a little experience yeah. goes along. I know, right? Yeah. 
then we spent the next several days exploring Prague mm-hmm. and some interesting things about Prague that I had known, but I I had to come back to me mm-hmm. was that Mozart spent much of his time mm-hmm. in Prague, mm-hmm. and uh, Franz Kafka also right, spent much right, of his time right. in Prague. Prague at the time mm-hmm. was a bedrock of creativity and art. You could and see culture. that in the architecture too, mm. like just. The the buildings that were older, that were pre-Soviet era, just had this kind of grandiosity to them mm. that was really remarkable. You you could be in that city and just like feel creative just being there. Yeah. Although you could tell that over time, much of the artwork and the even the facades of the buildings... Uh had deteriorated yeah. and had grayed out over time. They were really in disrepair. I mean, they still had, remember the little Škoda cars? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Lead fuel. Lead fuel. And so they had done a lot of sandblasting of these old buildings. And right along the tourist strip where we spent, of course, a decent amount of time, everything was sandblasted and was being repaired and they were really trying to get people to come and visit. But the minute you turned the corner and walked like a block, Mm -hmm. they hadn't gotten to those buildings yet. And you could see them. They were working. They were sandblasting crews all over the place that Mm -hmm. we could see. But like the buildings were coal black. I mean, like coal black. And because of that, my allergies kicked in, <laughs> and yeah. it became really difficult, honestly difficult to, to breathe. Yeah. So I had to wear a mask, Well. and the mask would get dark, yeah. and then I had to go to oh God. a pharmacy. I know, but tell them about the pharmacy. Well, you know... It's not CVS. Yeah, it's not CVS, and it's not... We also didn't, you know, obviously, you could just speak in German, but the, uh, when I was trying to explain what... I was experiencing, Mm -hmm. the pharmacist, you know, didn't quite understand, gave me some stuff, some powdery stuff. I have no idea really what it was. It was a spray, right? A nasal spray? Nasal spray, but there was also some powdery stuff he was going to give me. Or maybe he's going to give me some powdery stuff. Okay. Um, And I think I remember saying no to that That because I didn't know. Because you're like, what what is that? I don't know what that is. There's no internet. Like, yeah, right. We don't, like, know what's Glad he didn't ask on. me for my passport. I know. I know. Yeah. So I was using the the, the nasal spray I stuff. Re- I remember opening that box. It it was pink and oh, I don't remember like that. green or something. Uh-huh. And and it's just check writing, of course. I had no idea. So they didn't even have like German on it too or yeah. anything. It was so just no idea what I was taking. No idea. But no we're, concept. you were so desperate. You're like, I'm taking this. I am taking this nasal spray. Did it even work? No, no, it didn't work. Didn't work at all. <laughs> it's probably 90 years old. I would pay more for that than I did the apartment. <laughs> I don't know. But you, you also, you couldn't browse, right? Like it, it was. There was a counter, and everything was behind the counter. Everything. Mm. So you walked up, and the pharmacist or whoever that was was there, and you told them what you needed, and they got that yeah. for you. Like right. it, you couldn't just like look around and say, "Oh, there's the Sudafed," you know? Like yeah. no, no. Yeah. Then we turned around and went to the uh, money transfer place. Yeah. Now, this is where we had been a little aware of 
the fact that the country was going to be having a vote. And in fact, I think the vote took place while we were there. Yep. Mm-hmm. To decide if they were going to split into oh, right. the Czech, Re- right, into the Czech right, Republic right. and Slovakia. I think they took that vote while we were there. Yeah. But not everybody was feeling really secure about things. And I saw this cop. You were up at the at the money transfer place and and at the desk. And I was standing behind and I saw this cop doodling on a piece of paper. Then he finishes doodling, says goodbye to whoever's behind the counter and walks out. And and then I see the doodle that he left behind on this piece of paper and it's something getting blown up. Yeah. It it was it was a it was a pictogram of a bomb going off. So, this did not make us I didn't secure. want to be associated with that. You didn't want to be no. associated with that. And we're standing right next to it. We're looking yep. at it. So then I move quickly away from that and we leave. You know, I, what we, what we, what today where you have, you know, if you see something, say something. Yeah. Then it was, if you see something, run away. <laughs> you know. Maybe I, the pharmacist gave him something that made him a little, you know. He gave him the gray powder. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I didn't take the gray powder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there I am with a other passport yeah. in Prague. But we did decide, as usual, to go off the beaten path. I don't even know how we found this little goulash place. We just started locals... walking. We just started walking. This is way before GPS. We just yeah. started walking all over. Right. And and we happened. We were hungry, and we happened upon this goulash place. And we walk in. We walk in. And it's it's kind of like uh, a family, a small family style restaurant about 80 years ago. Right. But it's all locals. And all locals. And when you enter, all everything stops. Right. And everyone looks at like, you. Because are, what are this? you doing here? Wearing the blue jeans. Yeah. You should you be know? at the McDonald's up the street. Or something. They didn't have one, but right. you know. Yeah. And so we sit down and they're, they're like, okay, this will and be interesting. I had this little, I had this little mini Czech dictionary. Like it was, I, I think, it, I think I still have it. It was like two inches by two inches. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to look up the basic words <laughs> in the menu because I have no idea. <laughs> Please, comma, no fat cubes. <laughs> Even the, okay, you have to explain the fat cubes. Well, because, uh, well so but, no, I know, but you keep bringing up the fat right, cubes. So okay. we need to we need to take a break. Take from a break Prague from Prague because just for clearly Taya wants to talk about the fat cubes. My God, and go. Okay, I was taught from an early age. My dad, having worked for the United Nations and having traveled all over and having been to many different situations where you have to adapt culturally to wherever you are Mm -hmm. be a local as much as you can Mm -hmm. that includes eating whatever they eat Mm -hmm. and and saving face and not embarrassing everyone by making a face if you don't like what you're eating Mm -hmm. in germany uh after world war ii like many germans my grandparents uh ate a lot of meat and a lot of fatty foods Mm-hmm. To the point where they had gained a tremendous amount of weight, uh, but that was that was a sign of success and health. So one of the things that my opa used to eat, used to love eating, mm-hmm. were fat cubes. 
They're just little, they're about the size of sugar cubes. Yep. Picture a sugar cube. Now but picture it's it made fat. of fat. Yeah. And when we went to visit my Oma and Opa and some fam- extended family members and friends. After Prague. After Prague mm-hmm. for our uh, small wedding reception, a dinner mm-hmm. at their apartment. Mm-hmm. Opa offered you and you and me mm-hmm. a cube of fat. A now, bowl of cubes of fat. Now I have eaten plenty. So but it was important told me it would be rude to say no to the cube of fat. <laughs> and so I ate the cube of fat at which point Taya's grandfather handed the bowl over to Taya, and Taya said, No, thank you. Okay, end of story. I think people understand, although they may be questioning why we're still married. (laughs) Maybe it was a trigger for you to become the vegetarian that you are today. Mm -hmm. You did not have my back. On the fat cubes, I have forgiven you, and yet I will never let you forget. Oh, so <sighs> so cubes of fat to Prague, yeah. where actually we had <laughs> we got this can before we left in Wiesbaden. The, yeah, in we Germany. got this can that we thought was like duck pate or like something like that, like some kind of meat thing. And when we opened it up, when we were in that apartment in Prague, it turned out to be... Gunsenfett, yeah. which is goose fat. Right. Which it was just literally like lard. Like it, you could spread it with a butter knife. We did try it. It was... Di- disgusting. Disgusting. We'd bought two, actually, because we thought, oh, we'll just have breakfast in the... In the uh, apartment, and I remember not the have butcher looking at us like, "I know sure exactly, wanna... exactly." And you know what was was interesting about Prague um, was that it had started becoming a destination for some tourists, many some. American tourists, Canadian, German, of course, German tourists, and uh, they had theatrical. Oh, um, yeah. Very much like they did a long time ago, where, you know, because Prague was always a, a musical theatrical hub, we went to see The Magic Flute, which is a Mozart classic. Right. An opera. An opera, but... But they really switched it up, and it was amazing. It was so good. Yep. <gasps> and right? One live musician so and the singer, beautiful. also the puppeteer. Right, and it was right. so oh. well choreographed, so well. It was beautiful. Adding the puppets as the characters and the little stage that they created was beautiful. Mm. I remember it, all the colors, mm-hmm. and it was just so magical. It was yeah. really one of the few shows that I have ever seen where I can honestly use the word magical and truly mean it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just goes to show that art... Mm-hmm. And presentation, regardless of economy, mm-hmm. is transformative if it's done well. Yeah. yeah. I really appreciated that a lot. Mm-hmm. He got standing ovation. Oh, it was amazing. And it was a packed room. It was. It was. I, I think it was, it was mostly 
mostly tourists mm-hmm. there. But, yeah. Oh, it was so amazing. Yeah. So wonderful. Now, the last night. Oh. The very last night we were in Prague. We wanted to have a nice meal. Yeah. So we had our book that told us, based on number of stars... And we looked up this restaurant. We're like, we want to do one that's on sort of the nice end. And we picked one that was just on the side of this Carlsbrook bridge. Yeah, that's that, right. It was that bridge that, you know, you had basically young hippies painting and singing the Beatles on the bridge. Oh, I remember that. All day. Singing yeah. the Beatles is right. Exactly. But it was kind of tucked in underneath and we walked up to it. We had just about the right number of Czech Karuna left for a meal at this restaurant. Yeah, and, a nice restaurant. Yeah. And, you know, we, we walked up to it and, and outside there was a little patio area with tables and, and umbrellas. It looked really cute. And maybe to preface that too... Mm-hmm. To explain that a four-course meal in Prague at the time, you could get for like five dollars. Right, right. Like a massive four-course meal with right. wine. But all it looked that. more like a little kind of cafe mm-hmm. almost. And mm-hmm. and so we were like, "This is great. Let's walk in." And we have our backpacks and our blue jeans and sneakers. Yeah, we were the first ones there, and they kind of look at us funny. And they walk all the way past all of these empty tables around a little corner to the very back table that is next to the window where you can see somebody washing dishes. That's right. Past all these open tables. The uh, the restaurant was empty. So we were asking ourselves, why, why are they walking, are walking us, us all the way? All the way back right. here. But we're like, maybe you fill the restaurant from the back. I don't know how they do things I remember here. passing a piano. It's fine. going to play later, maybe. Right. Right. And it was a prefix menu. We obviously didn't look like we had enough money to pay for a meal that would be, you know, appropriate at this particular restaurant. Well, and we had no idea. After we'd been there for a little while, the restaurant started filling up, at which point somebody that then I could see in my peripheral vision was sitting there wearing a sparkling gown mm. and her her gentleman friend was wearing like a tux and that's when i got nervous and we looked at the book again uh-huh and it said starting at ah. this many corona oh right and we had mm-hmm. about that about that that's right. all we had that's all we had so in when corona. the waiter said you know wine I was like, is that included in the prefix? And he gives us a face. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, no. And I'm like, then we'll just stick with the water. Thank you. Just the water. Yeah. And so we ate this prefix menu and it was good. I don't remember what it was. I do remember liking it though. But I remember the whole time we were joking about not knowing how much this meal was going to cost us because it was prefix and the prices were not on the menu. (laughs) One of those restaurants. (laughs) One of those. Right. So we were imagining, okay, here we are with a a second passport (laughs) and we're going to be asked to work in the back, washing dishes. Right, like we pictured to ourselves. To pay for our meal. Yeah. Was this person whose hands we could yeah. see washing He was washing the last dishes. person who yeah, couldn't exactly, pay for a meal. Right, exactly. He'd been there for a month. Right, exactly. Eating fat cubes. So I remember we got the bill and we're like, we do not have enough. 
Corona at all. But we had always saved some uh, U.S. dollars. We did the calculations and we knew that any local could go somewhere and get much more than the real exchange rate for U.S. Mm-hmm. dollars. Right. And so, Which was, we know, illegal. It, that was illegal, but that's also none of our business. Because what we figured is if we figure out actually what we should fairly pay based on the the stated exchange rate, that we would give them that much in U.S. dollars, knowing that the waiter would probably take it, get more, and like yeah. refill the kitty, you know. Um, and, you know, figuring it's our, it's our bad, right? Because we, like, didn't check. The waiter comes over. And I and we look at him, I forget which one of us, and basically we said, yeah, so we don't have enough Corona to pay for this. And his face <laughs> just dropped. <laughs> he looked so sad. I mean, I don't know if it was going to come out of his pay or what. And I said, here's what we have in check money. I said, and we did the math and we're wondering... If you would, t- I think it was two twenties, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. If you would take these two twenties in place of the rest of the Coronas, we pulled out these two American twenty dollar bills, which at the time on the black market in Prague, oh, it's a his lot of money. Face lit up uh-huh. like a sun. And he smiled and he said, Yes, of course. That's fine. And suddenly we were the favorite customers there. The favorite customers. And as we were leaving... Please come back. Right. The entire... Do you remember the entire, the entire wait staff, staff was, was lined up? Yeah. And I and we figured out what, was, what they were going to do. They were all going to pitch in to right. finish our bill, right? right. Someone was going to go take those 220s and get a heck of a lot of Coronas for them and uh-huh. probably split them right. between the group, which is fine. I feel good about that. Yeah. I feel good about it. And the food was good, too. It was good. I just wish we had gotten wine. Well, yeah. It would have been another $2. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And here's another 20. Yeah. (laughs) It was a good experience. And it was also good to go and, and see a part of a city and a country that people, the tourists typically won't go to. Because that's the best way to get to know mm-hmm. a place mm-hmm. is to go off the beaten path mm-hmm. and explore and it, even if it means being uncomfortable mm-hmm. it's a way to it's a way to stretch and understand mm-hmm. better you know what a place is all about yeah and it was just beautiful it was yeah i would definitely go back actually that would be a lot of fun that Wouldn't would be a lot of fun go back? yeah mm-hmm. go see the magic flute again we should go back to the restaurant. I know. They'll be like, oh, you too. <laughs> they'll, have, they'll have a picture of them all <laughs> holding up the $20 bill. A huge, big gold chains big around gold. their neck. <laughs> what up? <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on Date Night. If you enjoy our show, please rate it and review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Where have you gone that's off the beaten path, someplace different? And what did you do there? What's something fun? 
We'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page, Date Night with Barbara and Taya. Or you can find us on Instagram at Our Date Night. Until, Until next, next time. time.